Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. In this episode, we are going to be talking to Kathy Whirling, who's going to give us her impressions of the, let me see if I can get this right, the World Showcase Destinations Discovered Tour at Epcot. That is coming up next. We are coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 828 for the week of July 7th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello again and welcome to the Diz Unplugged, everyone. I am your host, Dustin West. And I am here, joined at the table by my good friends, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Jenny Lynn. Nope. Hello. Pulling a Craig Williams here. <laughs> Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. Still just happy to be here. And speaking of Craig Williams, <laughs> Craig Williams. Hello. Yeah, point that up to your face. There well, we go. I mean, I am going to be sitting down, but Rhino broke his chair during I, the last show. Yeah. And so I'm trying to switch it out now at the last second. Rhino was going to let a rhino in a studio. Yeah. <laughs> Rhinos do enjoy breaking wooden furniture. Oh, yeah. Past time of mine. <laughs> Smashing furniture. Smashing that furniture. Well, again, glad to have you guys here. Glad to have you here. And Kathy, you've had an experience recently. Now, I know that the, uh, the World Showcase tour, uh, backstage tour, has recently changed at Epcot. So you want to give us, tell us a little bit about what it kind of used to be versus what it is now? I never did the, I mean, unless we're talking the, what's the seven-hour one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I've done that okay. I've cut compared to. But this is, a, this is a new tour that yes. they've just added. Brandy new. It's only been out, I think, for about a month or so. Um, haven't seen a whole lot of reviews on it either, so I guess I'm. The groundbreaker. We're groundbreaking today. Kathy's as breaking we, ground. As we discuss this. But um, it's a five-hour tour. Mm-hmm. Um, bring plenty of water. It's um, When I did the tour, there was only me and another person. So it was basically like a VIP tour for the Seriously? tour. Seriously? Yes, and I can't remember his name, but he's a dizzer who did the tour with me it just sort of <laughs> happened that it was a dizzer it was just the two of us um, well just for people who may not know uh, D- Walt Disney World offers a whole lot of different types of tours yes. just to kind of give some groundwork here a lot of backstage tours a lot of different uh, special interest tours um, that you can book separately some are free some are at an additional cost and uh, you can find all that stuff. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to uh, our whole list of all the tours that are offered at Walt Disney World. And this one is $116.09. Mm-hmm. And it does offer discounts for DVC, annual pass, and visa. So mine worked out to ninety-eight sixty-eight for the tour. And that's not hours. bad considering you got a VIP tour. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, it was very interesting. It I asked the gentleman who um, conducted the tour, whose name is Robert. He's a legend, legend cast member. Okay. Um, but I said, what kind of person would want to take this tour? 
because there are a lot of things that you learn. I was amazed at the number of facts that were new to me. So even if you think you're an expert, there's always room to, to add more things. And if you're just starting to go, they don't do anything that would like spoil the magic. So if it's, I wouldn't recommend it if this is your first visit, mm-hmm. but if you've been here a couple times and you're looking for something a little bit different to do at Epcot. What's the name of this tour again? Destinations. Okay. Destinations. Right. Oh, I see and so what it's you kind there. Mm, it's kind of the partner or the side-by-side tour to the undiscovered uh, future world right. that they have where, you know, a lot of it is on stage. Um, talking about the theming elements and stuff like that. But there are portions where you go backstage uh, as well. Do you go backstage at this Yeah, there was a few places that we went backstage. Um, Some of it, I had seen that backstage area. Um, Because there was only two of us, we got backdoored onto Soren. Oh, cool. Which was sort of cool. And as we um, rode up in the sky, because, you know, you wear the the headphones, and he talked to us the whole time we were on Soren. (laughs) <laughs> pointing out like hidden Mickeys and yeah. things that I, I'd i seen some of them, but not all of them. So where does this tour start? Well, you start, everybody meets at um, Guest Relations in Epcot, the inside location. Okay. Um, they want you there about 15 minutes before the tour starts. There's one at 9.30 and there's one at 10 o'clock. So you can take your pick of which one you want. So it would seem that park admission is required. Yes, park admission is required. Um, they have you meet in there because they talk a little bit and explain some of the pictures up on the wall. And he sort of gauges like how much you knew. And he asked you a bunch of questions. And I think, um, I want to say his name was Kevin. But the, between the two of us, we pretty much got all those answers. So yeah. that, that was good. But they did something similar for Undiscovered Future World, which I did about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And again, it is just to gauge. They want to gauge their audience. They mm-hmm. want to know, like, do you know who this person is in the picture? It's Walt right. Disney. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and like, what year did Epcot open? Right. Things like that. But, um, you know, I said that he was very willing to, you know, he had a number of stories that went with all the countries. So we, you know, started out walking and went to Canada. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he pointed out some things, you know, the, the forced perspective, again, looking at the building there in the picture. But then he also, um, I don't know if there's another picture of the um, totem poles there, but I didn't know there was a difference in the totem poles. Did you know that? Between the, t- the different ones? There's three of them. Okay. Do you know what the difference is between no. them? The one that's showing there in that picture, there's two other ones. Two of them are made out of wood. One is made out of fiberglass, and it's that one. Oh, okay. I never knew that. I just all thought all three of them were made out of wood. But when when they explain that to you, they're like, oh, yeah, now, hey, now I can tell. Because that's the only one that you can't really walk up to. Mm. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on on this tour that I don't really want to say. Right. Because it, it, it sort of Yeah, we don't want to spoil the tour for somebody who might want to take it in the future. Right. But, I mean, there are a number of things. It just makes you look at, you know, things a little bit differently. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we we stood there for a while, and and we also, you know, he explained to us, you know, like how they want to draw you up into the countries. Yeah. So we went up in the back, and he was saying that if you go down by where the, um, you know, the Canada movie is, Mm -hmm. and there's the waterfalls, and there's a little area, that that had originally been planned for a performance area. Oh, 
but they soon realized that you know it really wasn't big enough so that's why they built that other area out front but i'm like i didn't know that i'll tell you what when i was a when i was a kid canada was the one place that did not draw me in walking around world showcase and it actually wasn't until i started working at disney I honestly didn't even know. Somebody said, hey, you should go back in Canada. It's really cool. And then I really got an appreciation for the amount of detail mm-hmm. and the beauty that's in that back portion of the Canada Pavilion with the waterfalls and the spruce trees and, and all that, the, the different like mining equipment and stuff like that. It's cool. And speaking of that, we've got a picture of the gardens up here. Um, and I didn't write down all the names, so my, my brain's a little blurry right here. But the, the, um, this is based on an actual garden in Canada. Mm-hmm. And the head of the mining company, um, when they went in and mined and they had you know, these big pits and stuff, the wife went in and reclaimed the areas. That's how she's done this in a number of by, places up in Sorry, no, I was just going to say, by any chance, is it that the one in Victoria that like 9,000 people were posting – about after they got off the Diz cruise? It's more than it, likely, yeah. Probably. But um, she had done a number, number of these, and she helped consult. And the thing cool. that I also didn't realize is some of the trees that are in that area are not necessarily trees that are native to Canada. They're, they're trees that sort of that, that grow, that grow <laughs> here that sort of resemble what would be up in Canada. Well, I know just in the uh, beginning of, you know... Uh, working on Disney World and the construction of the original Magic Kingdom and the resort area and stuff like that. And then along with the Animal Kingdom, they've done a lot to take native Floridian trees and a lot of times like reshape them, right. uh, you know, clean up the, uh, the the branches and stuff to f- look like other different types of trees. So they do that throughout different areas of Walt Disney World in terms mm-hmm. of theming for the trees. Yes. Yeah, so the I don't, arbors. I don't know what the next... So we did Canada. You know, mm-hmm. we... we Went around the world showcase. Um, here, uh, did you know the thing in the the middle there is actually a sundial? I didn't know that. At the I United just, Kingdom, the yes. uh, little uh, pyre that sticks out in the middle yeah, of the square. Yeah, I just thought that was, you know, some kind of theming, but I had no idea what it was. And so I when the shadow hits the ground, they can mm-hmm. tell what time of day it is. Yeah, and I didn't know that. Did and they go in at all, and you don't have to like go into crazy detail or anything, but did they go into the detail of the different types of buildings that are in the United Kingdom in that tour? Um, not so much like the different kinds. Well, we talked about like the thatched roof, that that's not actually a thatched, you know, it's not actually, you know. Uh, yeah. From nature. It's a man-made yeah. product right. because... You know, it wouldn't stand up here. Um, but they also talked as we turned the corner, and I think I have a picture of that the stained glass windows. There's from the different colleges, and oh, okay, uh, you know, just just things that you would never normally notice until they, you know, point them out, and then you go, oh wow, look, there's even because you know I I thought I was all about the details, but there was a number of the details. So it sounds like this tour is all about the smaller details, not or maybe they were gauging your knowledge level and Could des- be. and decided you knew about the larger theming in the area. So let's let's whittle it down to some of the more specific stuff that maybe you don't know. And it sounds like they have a lot of a lot of knowledge in what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing the tour, he'll tell you when you can take pictures and when you can't take mm. pictures. When we went behind where Soren was you know he said 
no pictures. Now, why did you go behind Soren on a World Showcase tour? Or is that a surprise? No, just because, you know, like they're by Canada and uh, we went okay. back. Because I'm sure you know, when you get backstage, everything's much closer together than it appears yeah. when you're. So we went back there, and there was another reason we went back there. But just to show you that once you get backstage, there's really no theming. It's yeah. just, you know, the real world and trucks and cars and, and trailers cigarettes um <laughs> can i ask you what time of day you took this tour did you say that Kathy? 9 30 in the morning okay and she requested 4 a.m but <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you just like i said bring lots of water because they they don't you know i've done a lot of tours where they have water there and they're like hey here do you yeah. want some more you really needed to ask and and that could have just been because it was the two of us at times it seemed almost a little brutal it's like you're giving me all this stuff but i need water or i need something so be prepared you are out in the hot sun during you know the hot time of the day this is maybe a tour better for the fall yeah you just said that they they keep giving you all this stuff what are they giving you no they're not giving you anything if you wanted water you needed to like break away and say hey wait a minute i need to well how fast paced was the tour i know you only had two people so the pace would probably be different with a tour of maybe 10 or 15 people um it was pretty slow just because like you said we knew more about what was going on and so we got into some more of the the littler details that that people wouldn't but you know i'm sure in five hours you could pretty much cover everything like i when we got to morocco which is that next no okay yeah okay uh yeah so when we got to morocco like i knew you know one of the stories i'd heard is when you know the moroccans came over and built this that one of their beliefs were that when they built this they obviously put in like mistakes and they they broke some of the tiles and things like that because in their religion they said that you know it's only god who's perfect and man isn't so i asked the um the tour director if he would show me some examples and so he gave you the food (laughs) (laughs) so we walked around and he showed like some of the the tiles that were missing and then like at this picture that you know, I always wondered what what did that represent, and that would be like the local, like your house where all your relatives lived. Mm-hmm. That's where you'd come down and get your water. Oh, okay, that your, fountain. Yeah, and I didn't understand. Yeah, that, and I'm sure they could probably do a tour in Morocco alone of all the details that are in there and what everything means because everything there has a meaning. Yes. Like you said, the Morocco pavilion is a exception an exception um in terms of its construction and theming in that it was actually contracted out uh by the moroccan government right and had moroccan designers and and workers um build it uh to their specifications versus i mean i'm sure they worked alongside with the disney imagineers but it's um you know uh unlike the other countries was just solely disney imagineering there's a cool photo up there that i'm not going to mention on the show i was just thinking catch me offline like i was like (laughs) do i bring it up or just i won't it doesn't seem appropriate for this show but it's i will catch you after the show because i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) i'm sure you do okay (laughs) okay now the the low light for me on this tour was we had lunch at restaurant marrakesh 
really? of every place you could take me in Epcot, that would be the last place I would want to go. Is that the sit-down one or the quick service one? The sit-down one. Okay. Look, there's everybody has different tastes, but I can tell you right now, of all the restaurants in World Showcase, this is probably the least appealing to the most amount of people. Right. This is the one with the belly dancer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there. it's Moroccan food, and it is different from what European and American guests would probably normally have on their day to day basis. You could go to the United Kingdom and get something familiar. You could go to France and get something familiar. China, any of these places, Morocco's an odd choice for lunch. I'm so honestly, I'm surprised they didn't take you to the American Quick Service because that seems to be with the World Showcase tours. A lot of times, where they end up going is the American uh, Quick Service location. Yeah, I don't know if you know. I think when you take the tour, they ask you if you have any dietary restrictions. Um, I probably could have said something so that I'm allergic to cinnamon. Yeah, um, <laughs> and the, curry. When when you walk into the restaurant, they had a little ceremony that I've only been there one other time, and that was with Teresa. This time, the gentleman, our waiter, greeted us, and he does this thing with rose water, and you wipe mm-hmm. your hands with the rose water, and then you sit down. But I think our table, and there maybe this would have been at like 11 o'clock I think there were maybe two other tables in the restaurant and that was it so it was a vegetable couscous or they put like a hunk of chicken on your so you had a limited selection yes that that was it and then they did this ceremony they have a tea and he came out and the little glass had a piece of mint in it and he came out with the pitcher and you know from way up high (laughs) you know brought the Picture. You know, there was a big ceremony with it, and that was sort of cool. But um, the tea wasn't bad. But you know, that wouldn't be where I would go. And then again, since it was just the two of us, we had plenty of time to sit there and ask questions. Yeah. You know, if you would have had fifteen people, that would right. have never happened. How long was lunch? I think we were there like maybe forty-five minutes, half okay. an hour, forty-five minutes. So they build in a good little break. Yeah. Get you in the air condition. Yes, yes, and and that's another thing too that when you're going inside and outside, I think that's sort of just it, it's either better to be all inside or yeah. all outside. You get used to it. Yeah, going in and out. I mean, it was nice to get the cooler, but then when you walk back outside, I think it made it that much hotter. Mm-hmm. So the next country we hit was Japan, and in Japan, hopefully that picture is there. Yes, okay. What in that picture is actually the oldest thing in Epcot? I'm going to imagine one of the trees. The birdhouse. The trash can. That person walking right there. (laughs) (laughs) And for those not watching and you're listening, we're looking at the the garden that's right outside the the steakhouse. Oh, is it? Someone said In Japan. Okay, it's that like statue right there in the middle. Oh. It looks like a birdhouse sort of. Okay. Nailed it. Birdhouse. That was given by Japan to Disney for, you know, their thing between the countries. And yeah. when that was given to Disney, Epcot hadn't been built yet. So they had no place, appropriate place to put it. So it used to be in a garden at the Polynesian. Oh. And when they built Epcot, they brought it back. To the so this was this was done before Epcot was even being drafted up yes. and, and in talks with uh, Japan. With mm-hmm. the, that's kind of cool. Yes, and you know the big and I can't remember what he said the name was. You know the big red 
bridge that looks out and you see Spaceship Earth? Yes. Do you know what it says in the middle of that? There's a little bronze plaque in the middle of it. No. It says Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know? Well, well, see, but see, now that's something you can impress your friends with. I can't wait to go to Epcot with people and I can go like, hey, did you know? See, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know there was a gold plaque in that archway. Yes. So, you know, it's little things like that. And the the building where the drum players are, I don't have a picture of that, but it's, you know, the wind, the earth, the sky. The different levels of the yes. uh, uh, temple. It explains all that. And if you look that temple up, it is like how it is over in Japan. There's only those two. There used to be more of them. Now the only two that exist are the one in Japan that this was modeled after and the one here at Epcot. Are you serious? So there's been people in Japan that have come to Epcot to get the design to take it back to Japan and, and put it in their wow location. So I hope they don't take the exact design because it'd be rather small, I'm sure. And and the the force perspective is right, a bit right. shorter than I thought it'd be. So <laughs> the, the next place we went was the American Pavilion, and and I you never, just kept walking. No. Nah. Now, did you notice on the clock? I never noticed that when you get the four. Oh, it's not a Roman numeral four. Right. It's four eyes. Yes, because they said that back in the day when this clock was designed, it was easier from a distance to grasp four as four ones rather than IV. Oh, meaning this is how they would have done it in, a, yes, in the colonial back in, era. in the colonial era. Wow. And they also you know, showed the force perspective that it's actually a seven-story building, but it only looks like it's three stories. Yeah. This is also, uh, from what I remember, it's like the biggest building in World Showcase, like in terms of because it's directly across uh, when you're coming from Future World. Right. So like the first level is bigger than any other building. And then the second level, the force perspective is not as crunched down as the other buildings. It's much it's supposed to act as quote-unquote, the weenie of World Showcase and draw you in. I want to go on this tour just to uh, count the amount of times the tour guide says force perspective. (laughs) Yes. And that's what I'll be Yes, yes. (laughs) Make a drink. And I'll quiz them at the end. (laughs) They did that. So moving on to the next country, Craig. Oh, no, wait, back up, back up. Okay. I don't know if it shows in this picture, but this is in Italy. Okay. I didn't know there was a hidden Mickey behind the, the statue there. Oh. With the behind scantily the, uh, clad man and the two fish. Oh, Poseidon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the god. <laughs> well, he didn't give a name, so I'm just... But there was a hidden Mickey behind there. That's and cool. he That's went in and explained, you know, the two, the two columns with the people up on top and explained that whole story and that here they're facing backwards or over there they're facing backwards. Well, but... I was in Venice last okay. year, and it is. It's almost, I mean, obviously not to scale, but from the water, it looks pretty much exactly like Venice, except mirror-imaged. Yeah. And uh, so the palace is on the left side, those two columns. One's on the left. It's supposed to be on the right. Um, yeah, it's just a reverse image of the original um, St. Mark's Square in Venice. Yeah, so... I- they also had the flag performers come mm-hmm. out and do their little thing, or they happened to be doing it while we yeah. were there. Bonus. Mm, I don't know that that was a bonus. That was, <laughs> you know, that was one of those things that they put in there. 
I get that it, you know, every family has a flag and this is supposed to spend your time elsewhere. Um, <laughs> so that would be for Italy. What do we have coming around? We have Germany next, right? Right. Um, Germany's Germany. They, it was pretty self-explanatory in Germany. They're like, can you tell, you know, with the German language, which one was the teddy bear shop? Which one did, where they sold beer? Um, it's the one that says beer. Yeah. And teddy bear is the one that's teddy bear. That was really a question? Okay. They really yes, asked you? Yes, yes, Huh. Um, and then if you look, there's um, three, um, like, knights on the side of the building above where you buy the beer. And mm-hmm. it looks like they have, like, a helmet, or not a helmet, a, a crown on top of their head. Again, just looking at the details. Yeah. Head Mickey up there. The, uh, I, I think when you do the... Um, What's the other tour? Phineas and Ferb? Yeah, I was or, say, yeah. Yeah. show you Phineas and Ferb. Agent P. And when you do that tour, you see a lot of details, too, that I think, yeah. you know, once it fades back in, you're there like, well, no, that was pretty clever right. how they did that. But that, that. That game also forces you to look in little nooks and crannies that you probably wouldn't have looked at uh, World Showcase before. Uh, also of note in Germany, the, uh, the caramel shop. Is used in the Werther's original yes, commercials. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. It's sort of cool when you look at that commercial and go, "I know where that's at." <laughs> but um, you don't do like really any of the shows, or you know, you um, you know, you just sort of walk about, walk around outside. Now, when we got to China, um, that's the next one. Is that thunder? <laughs> about how you weren't your shadow's not supposed to fall on on this but uh, so for those of you listening there's a a slab uh along the the walkway in china that has uh, etched drawing or sculpted into it so your shadow is not supposed to fall on that is that bad luck or yeah that's that's something you're not supposed to do but they were (laughs) they were um contrasting between china where you have like the water feature and you have the big buildings but it's all very quiet where in japan you have the water feature but you have a waterfall and Mm -hmm. just different things it's just their beliefs and then we walked inside and you know we looked at the um inside of the dome and the detail and stuff that was there and he told us how they put some of the effects on the walls and stuff but i don't want to spoil that either because i thought that was pretty cool how they did that and then we moved around to norway (laughs) norway is norway yeah norway i don't know there wasn't you know there's just um the thing i thought was sort of interesting is as you come out of the gift shop you know as you're almost back by um What's the ride? Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Yes. The Puffin's Roost. Yes. There's a, there was a little balcony up there, and I always wondered that that was just a weird balcony. And he was saying that's because they wanted to be able to go outside in the wintertime, and mm. it's protected, and it almost looks like there's a gun slit at the oh. top. That was so the snow didn't come in, but yet they could still be outside. That's cool. So it wasn't a lot to learn about Norway. Yeah. They have grass on their roof. That's weird. And then by the time we got to Mexico, there really wasn't a whole lot left to say. Just yeah. like, do you have any questions? Let's go. You know, the, yeah, can we go to the tequila? The tequila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just, you know, we walked inside and he showed us the area and what it was supposed yeah. to represent. And really wasn't a whole lot about Mexico. I, I don't know. I almost think five hours is a little bit much. Yeah, it sounds it. Sounds like... Like you said, you're not focusing on any of like the mechanics of the shows. Right. Or you're you're talking about 
cultural theming throughout uh, the different countries, which, you know, honestly, I'd be fascinated by. It does sound to me that five hours would be a bit much, and they stretch it out without lunch, I'm sure. And um, You have to be in – this is, I guess, a good place to mention that. You have to be at least 16 to take this tour because if you were little kids, you would have given up a long yeah. time ago. And even, like I said, five hours with a lunch break in the middle, that that's an awful lot. Maybe – I don't know, maybe they switch up the countries every now and then. Well, this doesn't sound like a tour that should be given by a guest relations uh, tour guide or anything. This sounds like something maybe they could take them around, but then have a country representative come out during oh, each one idea. and yeah. explain those details because they only know what's on their script. They don't know all of these hidden things. They were told it in training for the tour, so right. that might be some feedback that they could uh use in the future to actually make this a little bit more worthwhile because right now it's yeah. sounding like you're kind of met on it that's a good idea it, it, i mean i liked it because i like the details mm-hmm. i don't think it's fast paced enough for most people like i don't think they wanted like this was not a 101 tour mm-hmm. this was like a you know a 300 series or something it's like yeah you know maybe they could have shortened it up you know, I, it needs work. So who would you recommend this to? People like us that, you know, and, and if you've been to Disney any number of times and the World Showcase is interesting to you, I would suggest taking the tour. If this is like your first or second time, don't waste your time. You know, honestly, the details and the and the stuff that you're talking about interests me. I'd like to do it. The price point kind of scares yeah. me off of it. I feel like it. I think it should be like a fifty dollar tour. You can almost hundred. You can almost do this like by yourself. Go around and ask each person. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like c- combine it with like drinking around the world. And you go from country to country, <laughs> hey, and you ask somebody at that country, <laughs> "Show me something interesting that I don't know or that you don't think I know," and just do that. I could knock that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it needs It'd be something. Yeah. yeah, probably would be. But, um, you know, like I said, maybe if it wasn't in the hot, brutal, you know, I know I, I live here and I'm not supposed to complain about the weather, but. It's hard it, this time of year. Yeah it, yeah, it was hot. And, you know, you can feel your, I mean, I could listen to people tell me Disney stories all day long. But after you're out in the sun for a few hours, it's like, okay, can we cut to the chase and move <laughs> yeah. on to the next one? Yeah. So, but I think people, I, I don't think teenagers would find it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The reason they put it at 16 with any of those um, ones that go backstage, they ha- they, they um, do the minimum at 16 so that it doesn't spoil the magic, yeah. quote unquote. Um, but it sounds to me, yeah, I would. I think you would need to be not a teenager unless you are a teenager who is really into the details. Right. Like, it, it, you have to be – it sounds like you need to be interested in this stuff. Like you said, it's not a 100-level course. Right. It's a 300-level course. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, next to China, we got to go back and see um, the fireworks barges for illuminations. Oh, that's cool. That was, that was interesting because I did – you know, when you see the, <laughs> the waterway – I always wondered how did that all, you know, line up and where do they mm-hmm. stash them and stuff. And I've seen some of it from the back side. But that to me was very interesting. So to did see. you walk right up to it? Pretty much. I mean, it was on the other side of a fence, but yeah. you could see where everything was 
lined up and and it was funny too because since that was on the water right there i didn't know you could get much more humid but when we walked back mm-hmm. there it was much more humid well when we did the uh the backstage magic tour they didn't get us that close um to that so from my understanding this would be the only tour that really gets you up close and personal with the barges mm-hmm. uh, like that so that's an interesting note uh anything else about the tour before we we uh no that would be up? about it Okay, well, good. I, uh, I, I'm glad that you know you found some enjoyment in the mm-hmm. details and stuff. I know you had, you would have liked it to be paced differently, maybe, and uh, but that's uh, just me because yeah. you know. So uh, we can we can recommend it to uh, mm-hmm. you know Disney oh. fans, people who are interested in this stuff, and Definitely. so I, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that, and I hope that you um, heard some of the details we talked about, and maybe they interest you, and you'll. You'll uh, book a tour. Um, So that is going to do it uh, for this episode. We thank you all for being here, and we will see you next week for another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. That's my name. Don't forget it.